Chrysalis. We're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business in the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. I'm Ed Kless with my friend and co-host Ron Baker, and on today's show, we have our interview with Alessandra Lazama, CEO of Abacus Next. Ron, it's good to hear you again. Yeah, yeah, I've been kind of gone. I was in Australia for a couple of weeks. Uh, it was an absolute blast working with advertising agencies down there and law firms, some accounting firms. So it's always great to tour down under and see our colleagues, John Chisholm and David Wells and Liz Harris and Matt. I didn't see, I didn't get to see Matthew Burgess, but uh, we covered some ground, hit some wineries. So it was, it was all good. Yes, there's some really good pictures of you next to what are that was that a Nebuchadnezzar, Ron? That's that uh, big huge uh, bottle. Yeah, Is that what it's yeah, uh yeah. John wants to portray it like I have a drinking problem, so you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a wine problem, but not necessarily a drinking problem. That's that's possibly true. I I'll go with those that. are different things. I'm thank you for those that are those are definitely definitely different things. But it has been a couple of weeks since we've done a live show and we're thrilled this week to have Alessandro Lazama, as I said, the CEO of Abacus Next. And since joining Abacus in 2013, she has propelled the business from a $5 million on-premises legal case management software offering uh, to the full, a fully integrated technology suite that it is today. She has is a reputation as an entrepreneurial CEO and a legacy as a rainmaker. She's enjoyed some a high-impact career in telecom, data center, and managed services and other technology and non-technology type companies by taking dysfunctional companies and turning them into superbly functioning, highly profitable organizations. And I just got late word on this, Ron, last night. The San Diego Business Journal hosted its annual awards for, and Alessandra won the most admired CEO of 2018 and selected from over 100 CEOs in different areas. So w- welcome to the Soul of Enterprise and also congratulations, Alessandra. That's what, a, what an honor. Yeah. My goodness, Ed. Well, thank you so much for having me, both Ed and Ron, and, and I'm more than uh, flattered with that introduction. I'm not sure that I can... Uh, Step up my game in in that regard, but I'm extremely flattered and humbled by the award. And uh, you know, I do what I love to do. I've been in technology for about 22 years, and I've got to say that this is by far the uh, the most exciting journey that I've taken. <laughs> did you did you sleep at all last night? Was or was there a high influx of adrenaline at, after that award? You know, it, the excitement was at its best, and and to be honest with you, I was extremely surprised and unexpected. Uh, the uh, you know the the flattery, and I was so unprepared. I simply got up on that stage and I let my heart speak because the caliber of CEOs that were nominated is is uh, impressive. So. Um, I was very humbled and appreciative of the recognition, but uh, most importantly, it was a great event to uh, connect with other incredible CEOs of San Diego. 
Yeah, so I, uh, CEOs from Sony Electronics, Kaiser Permanente, and Make-A-Wish Foundation. So outstanding company. So congratulations to you. And, of, and of course, I'm sure the entire team at Abacus Next, uh, be, because it's, it's never never a, never a, a, a sole, sole proprietorship at, at this level, right? There's never just one person. Well, I will say that extraordinary companies are nothing more than the extraordinary people that come to work uh, every day and, and uh, you know, join forces to pursue a common goal. And we are not the exception. I truly believe that uh, the exceptional people at Abacus Next uh, make the world a better world. And, uh, you know, we have a very noble mission that is to help improve people's lives, enabling them with technology. And quite honestly, we start with our own. Uh, so we are very privileged to have some of the most talented uh, technologists and uh, legal and accounting professionals that uh, all come together, get excited, get up in the morning with, uh, you know, their heart beating to um, our vision and, and our goals to be of value uh, to all the, the folks that uh, we have the privilege of serving. Yeah, and we'll definitely talk talk more about that. And I, I too, was struck by your mission when I was pr- preparing for this interview. But I want to just ask a little bit more about you. I, I, I looked, obviously, at LinkedIn profile, some other places. Uh, what What's some things that are not in the bio? Were you uh, born in Spain? I know you went to school there, but were you born there? Uh, no, no, no. So, you know, every time I'm asked, where are you from? I, I have a hard time kind of pinpointing it because I was born in Rome and have uh, traveled uh, you know, throughout the world at a very, very early age. My father was a professional bullfighter. So we ended up, uh, you know, uh, wherever his contract would take us. And so I had the privilege of, uh, you know, living, visiting and studying abroad in uh, many countries. So, uh, you know, I ended up in uh, Spain at the end of, of my uh, schooling. But uh, I've really lived in Portugal and Spain and Mexico um, in Santa Monica here in California for a little while and, and, uh, you know, have learned a tremendous amount about different cultures and, and have brought that into, um, you know, the, uh, the companies that have had the privilege of leading over the course of the last 22 years. And do you, obviously you speak, uh, English then Spanish as well. Any other language besides Spanish? Italian, English and Spanish. Italian. And, and, uh, yeah, I do the best that I can. Uh, so, uh, sometimes my, my, uh, the, the way that I compose sentences, uh, may not be completely conventional because I mix the languages, but, uh, yeah, I, I do, I do, uh, my best. Awesome. Yeah, no, great, great stuff. So uh, I, I, I got to come back maybe later to ask you about your dad and a professional bullfighter, but let's, let's, let's try to we'll st- stay off of that for just a little bit. That sounds hence, fascinating. Hence the tagline, <laughs> take the bull by the horns. You know, we have a, we have a company uh, tagline that says, uh, take the bull by the horns. And uh, that's uh, kind of, that's where it came from. Yeah. No, I'm sure. But there's a, there's another thing that you use in your uh, you you call what you have to offer technology as a surface service. That's not exactly a common thing. I think I've seen it a couple of different places. But you guys have really taken that to a new level. So what what is what is TAS? What does technology as a service mean to you, and how, how does it manifest itself at Abacus? Well, thank you. Technology as a service is is actually the compilation of all the moving pieces of the technology stack and bringing those together in a converged manner in which a professional, whether it be in the legal space or in the accounting space, 
can use all of the software products within a secure environment that allows them to be a power user of technology without the burden of having to understand all the moving parts and pieces and how they they integrate together to enable the outcomes that they're looking for. Um, you know, it, an example with, of that would be practice automation, workflow management, um, document management, and how all of those pieces need to interact in order to truly fulfill a positive outcome for the professional and while um, allowing those professionals to access these tools in a single converged or integrated uh, single sign-on, two-factor authenticated virtual workspace. And the example that I, I like to use or the analogy that I like to use is our cell phones, for example, as consumers have become that portal for us to integrate all the different applications that are important to support our lifestyles personally, professionally, and in every capacity. From a business perspective and in a, in a practice management perspective, we like to say that the Abacus Next technology as a service platform becomes that same environment, providing professionals with a virtual workspace that is catered to what they need in order to uh, automate their practice and be truly ubiquitous, accessing all of their applications in a secure, remote environment managed fully by us. So we become their technology partner. We extend hardware, software, and CIO as a service as part of this packaged technology as a service solution. So really, you're almost uh, be becoming a, a, an app store, if you will, for professional organizations, right? Where they they can they can plug and 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 put all of these things together and ha and have them work more seamlessly together than they would in in the past. Is that right? That's exactly right. And we provide <clears throat> the devices and we provide the management as well as the infrastructure so that we don't burden the professionals with having to uh, spend, you know, big ticket um, monies on that infrastructure and that uh, they don't have to worry about having IT um, outsourced help to support their technology infrastructure. So we literally take full ownership for the technology outcomes and we become their CIO as a service and it's all packaged into this technology as a service offering that comes at a very affordable monthly fee under a subscription. Well, I'm, I'm going to actually uh, possibly recommend that Ron begin to you, you, use you because right now I'm his outsourced IT department and he is, <laughs> Happy he, to is help. he is quite challenging. <laughs> okay. Occasionally, he's a CPA, and uh, I can tell you his, the, the t technical skills aren't always there in the CPAs. I'm just, I'm just, just, just saying. <laughs> and and you know, I, I we we deal with this day in and day out, and and it's truly where we add the most value. Accounting professionals, legal professionals, they don't have time to keep up with the uh, very fast changing 
technologies, and uh, you know more than that to deal with uh, the the level of complexities that now um, are necessary uh, to support cybersecurity and compliance. And they shouldn't have to spend their time doing that. Uh, we understand that, that time is precious and their most valuable asset. And so we lift that burden and we become their subject matter experts so they can become the power users of the technology and they can go forth and deliver best possible outcomes in their discipline for their clients. So it's, it's a great. perfect make- arrangement. Yeah, you make them think that they're smarter than they really are, Alessandra, which is good. That's good because <laughs> a lot of time because <laughs> they want to think that they're the power user and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, we are up against our first break already. I uh, can't believe flying by as usual, but we want to remind you that you can get a, a hold of Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Of course, the website is thesoulofenterprise.com, where we have all previous shows, up, upwards of 190 of them now, up, up on uh, on the website that you can go back and listen to anytime. Of course, we're available on iTunes and other places where podcasts are found. But right now, we want to hear from our sponsor, Leading Results. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Is your website just a brochure or is it your best salesperson? If your site is not the best lead generation tool you have, we should talk. We are leading results. We build websites and marketing programs that impact your bottom line. Using HubSpot or WordPress, we'll create a website and supporting marketing program that gets your business found, converts web visitors to leads, and provides clear tracking on what is and is not working. Learn about our team and approach to your success. Visit leadingresults.com slash TSOE to find out more. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have, but have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're here with Alessandra Lazama, the CEO of Abacus Next and one of the Soul of Enterprise sponsors. So we really appreciate that. Thank you so much for that, Alessandra. And I just have to say, first off, you live in San Diego, which is my favorite all-time California city. I'm up in Northern California, by the way. You were born in Rome, which is my worldwide favorite city. And you said you (laughs) lived in Portugal, which I'm about to visit later this month. So, wow. (laughs) A lot of... uh, And I couldn't agree with you more. You know what they say about palm trees, right? That uh, they're landmarks for where you ought to live. 
<laughs> so the first time I visited San Diego, I said, yep, this looks like that place to me. And and uh, I've never looked back and, and thought that I didn't make the best decision. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, you did. I mean, that is just a stunning city. I absolutely love it. I'm up here in the wine country, and uh, I was born up here. But if I didn't live here, I'd live down there. So it's just a wonderful place. But I wanted to ask you about Abacus Next's origins. D- didn't it start in the legal space? It absolutely did, and it's a it's a wonderful story. Um, actually, Abacus was founded in 1983, so we're coming into our uh, 35th anniversary here, which actually we're going to celebrate in in a brand new building that we just moved in uh, into earlier this week. But uh, you know, the story is that the founders uh, basically. Uh, recognize a need for case management solutions back in the day. And so for three decades, Abacus produced a software product uh, which uh, basically catered to attorneys uh, to help them uh, manage their caseload. So it was case management, time, billing, and accounting, and it all evolved over three decades. And, uh, you know, four and a half years ago when uh, when I met up with the founder, Judd Kessler, um, you know, he had recognized that over the three decades, uh, they had not been able to keep up with uh, the rapid pace of technology changes, and they didn't have a cloud-enabled product. It was still a desktop product, and as we all understand and know and, and have come to uh, recognize and realize, uh, the future of technology is is uh, simply in the cloud. And so um, he hired me on to uh, to help him re-engineer this product, and when I came into uh, this company, which, by the way, there were approximately 29 employees four and a half years ago, um, I recognized that we had a very solid and, and comprehensive product, but it wasn't what a, uh, attorneys needed to future-proof their practice. And the, the first requirement of that was it wasn't cloud-enabled. And so I got really excited about the potential to uh, build a, uh, you know, a new product from the ground up, and I pitched the founders on this model, RGHPO, and, and then I got even more excited when I recognized that over 250,000 clients worldwide were using this product. So then, um, you know, it was, it was just a no-brainer, I call it. Um, it, was, uh, it was time to uh, survey all of these very loyal clients that had so much information that we needed to understand what we could do for them um, first and giving back to them after so many years of, of loyalty to us, but more importantly, what they needed into the future. And what we found when we surveyed um, these clients was that they needed much more than just a cloud-enabled software product which is where, uh, you know, we came up with the concept of technology as a service. They reported to us that they they were very limited in, you know, their knowledge of technology and how it all comes together. They couldn't move fast enough. They didn't have time to, uh, or resources, right, to engage uh, people to, to help them evolve. And, and in the end, they recognized they knew that they had to get to the cloud, but they just didn't know how to go from A to Z. And, uh, you know, that was uh, really the, the, the birth of uh, Abacus Private Cloud and the technology as a service offering, I uh, recognized that uh, we had to build something special, something that was truly uh, turnkey for professionals. And, and so I had uh, the virtue of working with very gifted individuals in, in uh, you know, my, my uh, 18 years uh, of, of uh, industry, uh, you know, expertise. And so I brought a very gifted CTO 
um, and uh, my other senior management team to help me build um, a brand new business model for Abacus. And, uh, you know, the, the rest is history. Since then, uh, we not only cloud-enabled Abacus Law and converted it into our, uh, our Abacus Next uh, suite of products, but we, uh, we extended the value proposition to include the infrastructure, um, additional software products that complement the workflows of the legal space. And uh, in turn, we also uh, started to see a tremendous amount of demand in other uh, sectors of the professional services space, um, starting with the accounting space. And so CPAs came to us and said, we love what you uh, designed for, you know, such and such friend, my attorney, um, you know, or, or uh, legal practice. And, and is there something that you could do for us? And so organically, we started to create a product suite and a portfolio of uh, solutions to catered to accounting professionals that we learned um, were subject to many of the same challenges that attorneys had. And, and that's how in 2017 we decided to, uh, aggressively, uh, you know, target, uh, products that were in the accounting space that we could take under the Abacus Next, uh, product suite and we could help cloud enable and converge it into our technology as a service platform. So uh, the birth of Abacus Next was, in fact, in the legal space, and we're very grateful. And we've uh, learned a tremendous amount about, um, you know, all the challenges that professionals face on a day-to-day basis um, in, in uh, you know, uh, leveraging from technology. Sure, sure. No, that's excellent. And and just on that, I, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because Ed and I, are heavily involved in the accounting space, obviously, but also we do some work with a lot of law firms. And what do you see as the major challenges and opportunities specifically in the legal sector these days? Well, uh, certainly the the number one challenge and what keeps attorneys up at night is the encroaching cyber terrorism. And compliance and security have have become the number one concern of attorneys. They are held to the highest ethical standards, and uh, they simply can't keep up, and they're vulnerable. So I would say that, uh, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that is the number one challenge. Um, the second challenge is time. Attorneys have 24 hours to a day, and that's their inventory. And so converting and learning how to create value uh, so that they can scale their practice is, is a big challenge. And automation has a lot to do with uh, enabling that sort of outcome for attorneys. Um, the third would be resources. Um, you know, the average law firm has less than 20 uh, people, and and the average law firm uh, still operates greatly with, uh, you know, the uh, uh, financial resources of the principals. And so making decisions to spend $10,000 here or $20,000 there on their ter- technology stack uh, become, you know, very arduous decisions for them to make. And they have to concede in many other regards in order to 
keep up with technology. Um, so, um, it, you know, all in all, I think that for them now, it's a matter of how quickly can they get themselves to a place where they're truly enabled by technology as opposed to paralyzed by technology. And when I refer to paralyzed by technology, that is, you know, the fear factor of making a change because I simply don't know what's right and I simply don't know what I need to be doing and I simply don't have the time to learn or investigate and or uh, focus on that because I owe my time and my best possible outcomes to my clients. So it's kind of like a gotcha, right? It's uh, damned right. if you do, damned if you don't sort of thing. <laughs> And and just to kind of look in the mirror, what about the accounting profession? I, we find, that, like you said, a lot of the challenges and opportunities are the same. But what are the major challenges and opportunities in the accounting world that you see? Yeah. Well, you know, I think in a gracious well, I'll, I'll start out by saying security, number one. Um, and, and that is common not only in the legal and accounting space, but I think it, at large in the business sector, um, cyber Security and compliance has now trumped just about any other challenge, and that's what keeps executives and, and you know uh, stakeholders up at night. But other than that, from a um, you know scalability perspective, I think that one of the differences that that we have found as we continue to to learn more about the accounting profession is that the business model is a little bit different um, in the legal space. Many, and I'm not going to say all, but, you know, many or a great majority of attorney firms uh, are transactional businesses, whereas in the accounting space, um, they have a business model that, that is a recurring billing uh, model. Right. And, and so in that, I think their workflows are uh, somewhat different, and the requirement for different applications and the convergence of um, more applications in the accounting space, I think, is prevalent. So uh, the number of applications that, uh, you know, CPAs and accounting professionals at large um, use and leverage from on a daily basis to, to provide the outcomes to, you know, hundreds of their clients is a little bit different than in the legal space. So if, if attorneys have a need for technology to, to leverage and to scale and to maximize efficiencies, accounting professionals need that even more. Mm. Yeah, I know. That's interesting. And just we've only got about a minute and a half left, but I just wanted to also ask you, how do you see the diffusion of the cloud in these two professions? Because it seemed to me like at the start of the cloud, it was kind of a, a very slow adoption of this technology. Do you see that pace accelerating out there amongst firms? I think, I think it's a race to the cloud. I think there the, the question, it used to be, do I need to migrate to the cloud? I don't know that there is a single professional, at least that I've <laughs> spoken to in the last four and a half years um, it, in this space, that, that questions whether they have to make the move. I think that it's how quickly can we make the move, at what cost can we make the move, uh, what is that move going to impact, and can I afford, you know, both financially and from a timing perspective, that move. And, and uh, you know, those are all very valid uh, viewpoints. And, and I feel that that's where we at Abacus Next add the most value. We can simplify and we can take full ownership of understanding the maturity 
in their technology uh, development as a, as a firm, and we can place them on a path and on a, on a roadway to achieving their goals, facilitating step-by-step that process and allowing them with the time and the resources to help themselves, meaning the principals of the firm, as well as their staff, adopt technology because that's the next um, you know, conversation point. It's not only having access to the technology, but you need full adoption of the technology adoption. platform to truly benefit from um, you know, the capabilities that it, that it allows. Right. Well, Alessandra, this is just fascinating. Thank you so much. And folks, we'd like to remind you, if you want to contact Ed or myself, you can do so. Send us an email at asktsoe at verisage.com. We will post full show notes with our discussion with Alessandra today. And now we'd like to hear from our sponsor, Abacus Next. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Results CRM, the award-winning Abacus Next product, is a customer relationship management solution that will automate your business processes, streamline workflows, and deliver consistent results. Cloud-enabled to provide access to your users anytime from anywhere. Grow your business in 2018 with the number one QuickBooks CRM. To learn more about Results CRM, visit ResultsCRM.com. Clouds come in all shapes and sizes, and the Abacus Private Cloud is the perfect fit. Abacus Cloud enables all the desktop apps you know and love while providing unparalleled security to your business. Cloud functionality gives you the flexibility to work where you want, when you want, and from any device you want. Don't waste countless hours managing IT. Take back your time. Learn more at abacusnext.com. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And we are back with Alessandra Lazama, CEO of Abacus Next, and of course one of our show sponsors here at the Soul of Enterprise, and we're pleased to have that. And also, in the interest of full disclosure, Alessandra, I know you you are uh, also a have a relationship with my company Sage, in that you're one of our hosting partners, and we uh, as Sage, thank you for that because I know it's one one of many accounting uh, uh, systems that you support. So that's great, really appreciate that. But I want to turn the conversation to just to, to more one of more general business and. Uh, I've, I don't know why, you know, it's, it's funny how these, these memes seem to, to pop up, but 
lately in in the speaking engagements that I've done and 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 uh, the co- uh, conferences that I've gone to, it seems that Peter Drucker's g- great quote that culture eats strategy for lunch seems to be coming up over and over and over again. I personally think this is a good thing because I think there's been an over-emphasis on strategy in, say, the last decade or so, and we need a a reintroduction of culture. And one of the things that is clear just from looking at your website is the emphasis of of culture at Abacus Next. So I I wonder if you wouldn't mind exploring that topic with us a little bit. What are what are your your thoughts on just the importance of culture in a business and what is the role of a, of a of a leader in making that culture happen at an organization? And and I'm a big believer that if you don't have the right culture Within an organization, it doesn't matter how noble your mission is and, and how well equipped, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the organization is to deliver on that goal. It's simply not going to happen. And so, uh, you know, to me, uh, culture is the backbone of any successful organization and, and, um, it, it truly needs to be by design. So corporate culture doesn't happen by coincidence, it, it doesn't just develop. It needs to be created, well thought out. It needs to be nurtured, and it needs to be maintained and groomed and and morphed as as uh, you know the times require and as as the market requires and um, as you know the the organization moves forward and evolves. So, to us at Abacus, we truly believe in the statement that I opened up the discussion with, and that is extraordinary people come to work every day to make the extraordinary happen. And the end result of that is an extraordinary company. And so, you know, how do we define extraordinary? Well, the word says is extraordinary, where people don't think in conventional ways, where people are willing to jump outside of their hamster wheel and and be outside of their comfort in the pursuit of how to do more and how to do better and how to deliver greater value. And and that's a DNA that uh, an organization has to pursue. Um, you have to search and scour the world uh, to get the right um, uh, you know, type and profile of people. But then as a corporate responsibility, the, the leadership team has that uh, burden to continue to, to create the structure, the support, the tools, and the environment that allows that type of individual to thrive um, and learn constantly. So, for us at Abacus Next, culture means everything. And so we come from a place where we believe that in order to serve our mission um, duly, we have to enable the success of our staff first. So uh, I like to use the analogy of um, you know, when you're in a plane and, and the, uh, the flight attendants tell you in a sudden loss of cabin pressure, the masks are going to drop. And they always say, you've got to place the masks on yourself first. 
And that's because that will put you in a, in a you know, position of strength to help others position their mass. Well, we adopt that philosophy at Abacus Next. So we're very, very big in understanding what triggers every one of our employees and what they're in pursuit of. Everyone has a, you know, pursuit of personal purpose, we call it here at Abacus. And that pursuit of personal um, purpose needs to align with the pursuit of the corporate goal. So we really go above and beyond to spend time during the hiring processes um, understanding that element of our of our people. And and obviously, in addition to that, we look at what their hard skills and, and you know, their, their competencies are and, um, you know, the areas of development that, um, that, that are most potential to them. But from a cultural perspective, we truly believe that the soft skills are what help us create, groom, and develop that DNA, the Abacus Next DNA that we, you know, we commonly call um, Plutonians here internally. And, and the, the way that we came up with that is we always say that men are from Mars and women are from Venus, but we are so extraordinary that we are from Pluto, right? And that's just a fun little thing that we, uh, that, that we have going on here. But the reality of it is, is that um, you know, it does take a very unique breed of people to constantly challenge status quo. That is that, you know, keeps people on their toes. We're always looking to do things better, differently, and to get ahead of the curve. Um, but first, we do that with ourselves. We talk about a quadrant here internally, and that is we need to align our personal goals with our professional goals and our financial goals to ensure that we're constantly thriving. And then from that place of strength, then we can truly deliver on our mission, which is to help others improve life, their lives by enabling them with technology. And so one of the things, and I completely agree with, with what you have to say there, and the, the, the chief challenges that we hear, especially from smaller organizations, and let, let, let's face it, you're a large organization, but as you pointed out, you weren't, right? When Even when you took over as 29, 39 people, something like that, right? And what, what, what was it about the hiring process that you think is different? How does one go about hiring for a cultural fit? Is it just a gut feel or are there, or are there certain things, certain questions that, that you uh, encourage your people to ask to try to get an understanding of a person and will they fit from a cultural standpoint? That's, that's a, a very interesting question. And as a matter of fact, there was an article that Software Advice published on our hiring processes because it, it uh, actually reverses um, the, the scrutiny and the conversation that is conventional in, um, you know, hiring methods, and, and I'll describe it um, in a minute here. But I think that, um, you know, the focal point is how do we attract the type of people that will thrive in an RGHPO organization, which stands for Rapid Growth High Performance. And and you're right. We were 29 employees. I'm employee number 29 here, or I, uh, you know, I, I started being 29, and we're almost 500 employees today. And we did that in 
four and a half years, a little more than four and a half years. So it's impressive growth and it's rapid growth. And if you can imagine in conventional methods, we there's no way that we could hire quickly enough to staff up to 500 people. So we had to get creative. We had to think outside the box and jump outside of the hamster wheel. And we, we, we came up with a method that uh, truly uh, brings people into a conference uh, center where I do presentations and other senior management um, leaders here uh, make a presentation to provide candidates with the insight about our company and how we operate, what we expect. We we make um, you know ample um, uh, examples, or we give ample examples of folks that have succeeded in our organization and those that have not. And and what are the characteristic traits that will be critical to the success and, and why they would want to be a part of our organization? And then we pose the question, not why we should hire them, but rather what does Abacus Next bring t- to them in terms of value to pursue their goals and achieve their goals. So we it, 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 we literally reverse the entire process and put the burden of selection on the candidate. And so through this process, they are very helpful to us in self-selecting. And then we, you know, we're left with a much smaller group, which then we take to a next stage in qualifying for all of the hard skills. So we're very, very big and we're very thorough with our soft skill um, filtering, if you will, to use a a word for lack of another word at the moment, Mm -hmm. um, very early in the process. And in in this way, we're able to hire bigger groups to form the departments that we've had to incorporate in order to support um, over 1.2 million customers that we serve today worldwide. Interesting. Well, we got about a minute left in this segment, and I have a, a question that I like to ask every, every one, one of our guests who comes on. And uh, again, get, keep in mind that you have a minute for this. Alexander, who is a hero of yours, and why are they a hero? Who's a hero? Well, I have to say my father. <laughs> and so, okay. uh, you know, as a professional bullfighter, um, he, uh, you know, he had to train for that at a very, very early age. And, and when his career uh, came to an end because of a bullfighting accident. Um, you know, he could have given up and, and, um, he didn't. He, uh, he got right back up and, and developed a second career and then was a very successful airline pilot. And, and, uh, when that career came to an end, he didn't give up again and, and he became a politician. So, a uh, very accomplished man and, and I've learned, uh, a lot from him and he has been one of my, uh, you know, greatest role models. Outstanding. Well, Ron's going to take you home for the last segment. So let me thank you, though, for being a guest on the show while I have the opportunity. And then also remind our listeners that you can get a hold of Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. The show is also available as a podcast on iTunes. And if you want a quick link to that, it's thesoulofenterprise.com slash iTunes. That'll take you right out to the page. We'd love for you to subscribe. And then while you're there, you might as well 
rate the show. And if you really want to go full on out and, and, and interact with us, please write a review of the show. And we tend to we try to read all of those on our Free Rider Friday segments. But right now, a word from our final sponsor and my employer, Sage. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash US forward slash SOE. There is no blueprint for running the perfect firm. No way to know the challenges you'll face. But your journey does not have to be an odyssey. Experience what it is like for every part of your firm to be connected. Experience a practice management tool where everything is just a click away. Experience Office Tools. To learn more, visit officetools.com. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Alessandra Lazama, the CEO of Abacus Next. And Alessandra, just sticking on the CEO theme that you developed with Ed, I wanted to ask you a question. We have an axiom here at the Soul of Enterprise that growth without profit is can be perilous. And I just wonder, as a CEO, how you trade off in your strategy and your planning and even in your mind the, that that trade-off between you know especially rapid growth that you've had, but also profitability. Uh, you know, it's a, it's the one million dollar question, of course. <laughs> so you know, for us, <laughs> I think that coming coming into um, the the verticals that we serve and having been in the legal industry for over three decades, I. I we feel a great obligation to give back. So in our business case and in all of our strategy sessions, we are always talking about our responsibility as an organization to give back and to enable these two professional, these two professions. So that said, our focus over the course of the last four and a half years has been truly growth focused, enabling all of the um, recoding, rewriting, and, and new platforms that we've developed, the infrastructures, um, you know, the personnel, 
um, again, the, the level of commitment that we've had um, over the course of these last four years it has been to growth. Now, that said, um, you know, going, going into the future, we have to make a shift and gradually, um, you know, manage the company more uh, towards the profitability that it'll require to continue to scale the business and continue to deliver solutions, not only across the legal and accounting space, but many other professions um, that could very well um, uh, benefit from a technology as a service solution. So it, it's always a it, it's always a, a balance, but we believe that profit is the byproduct of delivering true value, and that's always our focus. Our focus is the best possible outcome for our clients. We are vested in their success. We're vested in seeing them uh, create value and and growing and scaling as professionals and and in turn we see that um, uh, you know propagating our growth and at the same time helping us to become uh, more profitable and uh, allow us to continue to spread our wings and scale the organization more. I love it. That that's exactly our philosophy. That you know, profit is kind of an index of your altruism, and and it and it does come from providing value to your customers. I I just absolutely love that focus. Switching back to the technology for a minute, I just also wanted to ask you, how do you see blockchain impacting the professions in the future? Well, beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, blockchain is the future. Um, of technology and in, in every aspect and flavor. And, you know, as, as you ask 100 people what blockchain is and, and how it's going to impact their profession and or the technology that they leverage from, and you'll get about that many different responses. So for me, I feel that because our platform is primarily designed um, to provide a security in a box type solution for our clients, um, it, it is certainly something that we live, uh, you know, we live by, and we are investing heavily in, so that we can supercharge all of artificial intelligence to make, um, uh, you know, all of our platforms as um, as agile in the, the uh, you know, cloud space and as simple to use for our professionals. And, and again, um, going back to our concept of technology has to be simple for the user to truly enable their success, blockchain is what will enable that going into the future, ensuring that multiple stakeholders can confidentially and securely share access to the same information, right? So um, I think blockchain is is, uh, yet in the early stages, but certainly technology powerhouses um, out there and conglomerates and including ourselves are investing heavily in adopting blockchain uh, technologies and incorporating them in all of the technologies that we build and that uh, we uh, plan to uh, launch in the near and further future. Right. Oh, that's great. I, yeah, it's it's a technology that we're fascinated by and keep a close 
close watch on because I think it just has so many possibilities uh, embedded in it. And it's just going to democratize so many different things and give us control of our data and our records and, and all of that. So that that's wonderful. Lissandra, what, what advice would you give an aspiring entrepreneur or entrepreneuress? Focus on the dream. Start with the end in mind. Think big, act big, do big. Um, it's probably easier said than done, but it can be done. And um, I have a great story. When I walked into the conference room for the first time four and a half years ago, we were in a 5,300 square foot facility. And to anyone that, that understands how small that space is, we had literally 29 people, um, you know, encroached on, you know, each other. And uh, the conference room was actually a warehouse, and it had a dining room table as opposed to a conference room table. And I had to project onto vertical blinds because we didn't have a projector but uh, or a, a projector screen. And, and um, you know, truth be told that it's, you know, we've come a long way, but in that first meeting, I said, mark my words, we're going to get our, ourselves out of the little circle. We're going to provide value to the bigger universe, and we're going to get our name on top of a building. And people chuckled in the room. Of course, there were only, you know, 28 others in the room. And uh, I'll fast forward four and a half years and a lot of work and a lot of sweat and tears later. And uh, this past Monday, we just moved into our brand new building. It's a 65,000 square foot facility, technology enabled. Uh, we have over 500 employees. We have a point of presence in the UK and Canada and in US. We serve over 1.2 million professionals across the globe. And we have taken a business from about $5 million in revenues and converted that into about $80 million in revenue. And it all started with a dream. And the dream was, let's create a technology-as-a-service platform, and let's be the one-stop shop for our professionals so that we can lift a burden and they can be successful. That's awesome. And I bet your name's on the building. It's way at the top of the building, and it's perched on the 805, and so everyone that's driving on the 805 can now see Avic is next. And it looks like that. night. That's a dream big. I love it. I just, I, you know, I hope we never lose that that risk taking and that boldness because it's it's people like you that change the world and create all of our futures. So. Alessandra, thank you so much for appearing on The Soul of Enterprise. It's been an honor to have you on, and uh, we hope you come back. Ron, I am so delighted, and I'm flattered, and I've enjoyed this, this chat, so thank you for having me. I'm very grateful to all the professionals uh, that, uh, that support us and, and that put their trust in us, and I just want everyone to know that we are truly committed to their success. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Ed, what's on store for next week? Ron, next week we have another interview show. We have John Stossel from Reason <laughs> TV. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm really looking forward to that in 167 hours. I'll see you then. This has been the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. Sponsored by Sage. 
energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Join us next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Pacific. Please do visit us at www.thesoulofenterprise.com.